Some viewers may find this disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Cassie's World. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Cassie. And today I'm here with a... Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. My name is Stephen. And I have a podcast called The Half-Blind Hecklers that I run with a few of my friends here in Calgary, Canada. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about pro-life versus pro-choice. So I want to ask you a question. Are you pro-life or are you pro-choice? I am very pro-life. Okay, so can you tell me, because I'm pro-choice, but... Mm -hmm. I don't mind getting everybody else's um, point of view yep. because mostly like when people stress that they're pro, they're pro-life, they like mm -hmm. to bash people who's pro-choice. Mm -hmm. So I want to actually have a discussion about it instead of mm -hmm. us arguing or bickering or anything. Yeah, so. I totally get that. So you can explain yourself. So uh, the primary reasons, and I'm just going to go through it point by point. So, the mm -hmm. first reason that I'm pro-life is that every abortion, by its very nature, is going to kill an innocent human being. The mm -hmm. second point is that every human being is, by science and biologically, every human being is a person. And because every human being is a person, they have intrinsic moral value. And because abortion ends the life of that human being, it ends the life of someone with intrinsic moral value and I don't see it as very different or not very not different at all from killing the life of say a toddler or a teen. Okay. So I have another question. Yep. Do you think that people who are pro-choice doesn't take that into consideration? Um I I find it it differs from person to person. Like I have, I've definitely met individuals who, who know and say, yes, it has moral value, but I'm going to go through with it anyway. I've met people that say, oh yes, it's a clump of cells. I've met people, I've met people and talked with people from basically making every claim about the, the unborn. Mm -hmm. So when I'm, when I'm talking about saying that they, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that they don't take that into consideration, mm -hmm. but I think that if we're to preface this argument or this, not necessarily an argument, but this discussion, I think we have to come to come to an understanding of where each of us stands and okay. where what exactly we believe and what we're morally and ethically and legally accepting. Okay. So for, for me, like, if you want, I can ask you a question. Where mm -hmm. would you, what would you consider to be the start of human life? Honestly, when there's a heartbeat. Okay. That's how I feel. I feel like after, all right, when you go to the doctor, you get a sonogram, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yep. The moment you hear a heartbeat, that is a a living human yep. inside of you. That's okay. how I feel. But 
sometimes it varies because there all right, there were cases where people didn't hear their first heartbeats until they were nine weeks. And then they're saying that the first heartbeat is in six weeks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, all right, so I have another question. Yeah. Do you feel like abortions should be illegal? Uh, for the most part, yes. Okay, so can you explain that? So, uh, with it being illegal... Uh, abortion, aside from like very rare circumstances, which most data has suggested is amounting to less than 1% of all total abortions in North America and in the world, mm-hmm. that are for the life of the mother, the majority of abortions are what they would call elective. And elective mm. is, of course, that there's either no stated reason or the stated reason is what they would call superfluous. Mm-hmm. And I like that word, superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very grandiose word, but <laughs> it describes a lot of things. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it comes to, and I kind of lost my track of thought here. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Uh, so for superfluous reasons and if we are if we are saying that yes it is it is legal to mm-hmm. end the life of the unborn for say well i wasn't i just wasn't ready for another child mm-hmm. then where do we draw the line down the road i mean like i all right. i don't want to be like slippery okay. slope and all that i don't want to get into that because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a whole bunch of things and it'll take the conversation in an area which i don't want it to go okay but in terms of legality, the, the only real areas of abortion that I would be saying, okay, yes, this could be legal, would be in the case where both lives are at risk, such in the case of an ectopic pregnancy. Okay. You see, I like how you explained yourself because usually when you ask somebody that question, they like to be, bring religion into it. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't want to hear a religious response about it. I wanted to know personally why that person, you know, chose pro-life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually like your, um, your response to that. Um, another thing that I wanted to say was I feel that, like, all right, so you see how you said um, that some of them just... You know, they're not ready to become yeah. a mother and stuff like that. I feel like that's neither here or there because there are certain people who are genuinely not ready to become parents. Mm-hmm. And depending on the person that they're with, that person might be ready to become a parent. Yeah. And the mother just isn't ready. And you can't force a female to keep a child that she doesn't want because then you have neglectful parents which that which is why they invented acs before acs i forgot what it was called um child it was called some i, I forgot typically i just wow. refer to the overarching idea of child protective services or cps yeah cps <laughs> cps there we go which is confusing so, in my city because cps is also the acronym for the police <laughs> that's <laughs> weird <laughs> but you know, there there are neglectful mothers. And I feel that if 
you know, if they would have went through, mind you, there's not a lot of people who, there's people who are not pro, pro-life pro and still get, I mean, there's people who are pro-life and they still get abortions, mm-hmm. but based on, you know, whatever they may have experienced, you know, everybody has a different story. Yeah. So me personally, I'm pro-choice off the simple fact of, I believe that if it's my body, I should be able to do whatever I want with it. Just like how you're a male. Well, how mm-hmm. do you identify yourself before? That's very disrespectful. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. no I, I, I am a man. I, I, I am a man. I'm married and I have three kids. Okay, okay. So I have to ask, you know, because, you know, I just jumped in there. I get it. There. I get it. <laughs> but, you know, versus like you're a male and there's no one out there telling you guys that, okay, so you can only have three children max and then after that you have to get a bisectomy. And people <laughs> don't, yeah, people don't talk about that. They never talk about what men can do to prevent pregnancies too because it's it's like everything falls on only the women oh she should have been on birth control she should have used condoms she should have got a plan b she should have did this she should have did that but nobody nobody pins the attention on the male because it's like you need you need two people in order to have a baby Mm -hmm. why is it that only the women are getting judged and you know they're going through all this because not to mention that there are men out there who also force women to get abortions too. Oh yeah. So yeah. I feel like this this situation goes both ways. And me personally, I feel like if you're not ready to have a kid, then that's something that you want to do. You can either get an abortion or you put your child up for adoption. And that's also something else no one's talking about either. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants you to keep your baby but there's nobody's helping you raise that kid no one's adopting there are millions of children in foster cares and group homes and adoption centers and no one's adopting no one so i feel like if you're gonna put all the blame on people getting abortions not you i'm just saying in general (laughs) If we're going to put all the blame on women getting abortions, then people should be out here adopting. Yep. If you were adopting, maybe we wouldn't put, you know, we wouldn't go straight to getting abortion as our first option. But at the same time, like, I don't believe in putting your kid up for adoption. In all honesty, I feel like that could be prevented if you just get an abortion. <laughs> like, I, it sounds kind of brutal, but, like, that's just how I feel. I feel like if you put your kid up for adoption, you carried that kid up, you carried your kid for eight, nine, ten months, mm-hmm. and then you're just giving, you're just giving it away. Mind you, I've, I've been pregnant, so I know the bond that I developed being pregnant. So, it's just like, just imagine being pregnant for all those months. Like mm-hmm. you're literally pregnant for almost a year yep. and you're just giving your kid away. Like I know some of them, like some people who do give their kids away, they do feel bad about it and stuff, but that's, that's the same thing for abortions. People feel horrible. Then nobody willingly wants to go and get an abortion and feel proud about it. It's just like certain situations, like condoms are not a hundred percent. Nope. Birth control is not 100%. No. My kid is a depo baby, and depo is supposedly 
so they say. Mm-hmm. And the only real way to prevent a pregnancy is abstinence, honestly. Yep. Because it's just like nothing is 100%. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with you to a certain extent because I feel like, you know, every every everybody who gets pregnant, that is a precious life mm-hmm. that you are killing. But you have to think about it from everybody else's perspective and point of view, too. Because it's like, you know, what if she's like nobody is ever ready to have a kid you know no, you even if not. you're financially stable <laughs> <laughs> even if you're financially stable you're still not you have to be mentally yeah. physically everything like it comes to it, it's a whole lot mm-hmm. when it comes to you finding yeah. out that you're pregnant or your your spouse telling you that they're yeah. pregnant it's it's just the instant anxiety as soon as you see the results like Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like that goes both ways. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So actually, quick question. Um, mm-hmm. How many, how many, if I may ask a personal question, how many children do you have? I only have one. Okay. Thank God. So <laughs> <laughs> I will say for, for my wife and I, when, when we saw the pregnancy test on number two, mm-hmm. like, and we, we weren't, we weren't like trying to stop it, but we weren't really trying to have a kid either way. But when we saw the pregnancy test, we're like, we just looked at each other and we're like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so like, sure, let's have another I guess. kid. <laughs> like we, we knew as, as soon as we had any interaction with our, our second, which was our daughter, that mm-hmm. like, there was, of course, instant love and I, I, it's the favorite part of my day to tuck my daughter in every night and give her little kisses and be like, who's daddy's little princess? Oh. <laughs> and she's like, Victoria. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I, if I'm going to address, so I'll, I'll go through kind of a, a bit of a bit by bit of what you were saying. So when you were saying, mm-hmm. of course, that, that women are, are kind of held to account for a lot right. of the, like, whether or not they use birth control, whether or not they had a kid. And mm-hmm. I'm, of course, fully at, fully advocating that anybody consenting to sexual activity should be saying, yes, we both need to be involved in this. My wife and I are definitely not very good at contraception, which is why we are expecting our fourth. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So we, we don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. My my dad is like, please make it be a boy because we already have four girls. He has four granddaughters. Oh, wow. So he's wow. like, make it be a boy. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that, but I'll try. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I definitely feel that throughout all stages of the child's life from basically conception to uh, until they become an adult and even beyond both parents should have an instrumental role and be fully responsible for making mm-hmm. sure the child is as healthy as well provided for as well cared for as possible well and, i i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> not a problem um if i just one just one more thing the mm-hmm. society is sort of taken because um because the women has been given sole proprietorship mm-hmm. over the decision of abortion, mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of fathers, as you said, do force women 
to have abortions, and of course that is mm-hmm. a deplorable act. But a lot mm-hmm. of there are a lot of men, on the contrary, that say, "Well, yeah, I was trying to like beg and plead with my my girlfriend or my wife or my partner, mm-hmm. and saying, no, 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 like, uh, like we don't have to be together. I will raise this child. Like, I'll protect it. I'll I'll take care of it. Like, you can, you don't have to be involved if you don't want to. But I want to protect this child. And then, of course, the child was aborted anyway." Because the, mm-hmm. the law and the courts and society have given all power to the women when it comes to deciding the fate of the child. Society has also deemed the women the woman fully responsible for contraception. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why that's happening, is that if men were given any sort of ability to decide the fate or decide whether the child or the mother goes through an abortion, then there would be more of an equal balance in terms of who is to say, okay, you're at fault for not using contraception. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just kind of saying this is why it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm listening. You're making valid points. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to say to add on to that too. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should only be between husband and wife, honestly. Like not, not discrediting anybody who's trans in the trans community and the gay community and stuff like that. I'm bisexual, so... I don't okay. take offense to stuff like that. But yeah. this is coming from husband and wife. Husband and mm-hmm. wife, right? Yeah. Two people who are married. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Two people who are yeah. married and they're deciding to have a child. Mm-hmm. The husband should have an input on that. But if you are couples, like boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. you're not married, you're not tied to each other, I feel like the boy should not have a say-so. I personally don't know where you're from. I don't like you said you're from Canada, right? Yeah. So I don't know in Canada if they have hoods and ratchet spots and stuff like that. <laughs> not I, I but... imagine not to the degree of the Eastern <laughs> Seaboard. No. <laughs> but here we in the hood, so okay. it's like. There's a lot of guys out here. I'm not going to say there's a lot of F-boys out here because there's genuinely nice men out here. Mm -hmm. But the bad men mess it up for the good men. So even if you're sitting... Even if the guy's telling the girl, like, oh, I'm going to be there, stuff like that, women find that really hard to believe, especially when there are a lot of single mothers out here. Mm -hmm. And they were also made that promise too. Oh, if you keep the baby, I will be around and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like men should have some type of accountability for that too, because the single mother rate is horrible, especially in the black community. In the black community, there is a lot of single parents Mm -hmm. and men like to bash black women about how they're single mothers but they're the ones who are making us the single mothers, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. I understand exactly where you're coming from, but I feel like it should only be between mar- marriage, not boyfriend-girlfriend. Because boyfriend-girlfriend isn't forever. And mm-hmm. I feel like at least with marriage, you guys are bonded together. So even if, God forbid, yeah, get a divorce, there's always messy like i've never been married before so mm-hmm. you know can't speak on that but this <laughs> always, <laughs> i always hear about messy custody battles yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that 
but the the guy you know has to be around like yeah. you know and i feel like that's the only way like you could really sit there and be like okay i'm going to have this baby i'm going to keep this baby and stuff but i do feel like if you're married you should take your husband your what well, your partner's um opinion into consideration mm-hmm. you know yeah and like- also <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry no no and go ahead, also go ahead. It's not fair to women either because, you know, um, there's women out there who don't want kids at all mm-hmm. and they accidentally get pregnant and then yeah. they want to get an abortion. And then people come to the abortion clinics and they protest and stuff like that. Yep. And I feel like that's not fair to us because women legally, we cannot get our tubes tied. So doctors try to convince women, especially, I'm sorry, especially women who who is under the age of 35, they try to convince them to not get their tubes tied mm-hmm. because they're like, they're leaving that space for maybe they might want kids and stuff like that. So I feel like that's not fair either. They should change that law. I don't know if it's a law, but I know doctors won't do it. If you're under the age of 35, they won't tie your tubes. And I feel like that's not fair. The only way they will tie your tubes is if you have two kids and you're over the age of, I think, 26. 28 or 29 something like that yeah. but i feel like that's not fair they should change that yeah and I'm, I'm i'm actually totally in favor of just saying like yeah if you want to have if you want to have your tube ties if you want to have a vasectomy uh like my my wife uh when when we went into the maternity clinic for our fourth child the mm-hmm. my wife was like hey can like we can we set up getting my tubes tied so that you know this doesn't happen again because we're like a bunch of rats. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but, four kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my wife is, oh, oh, she's, she'll be turning, she'll have four kids before her 25th birthday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 28. Oh my gosh, and you're a father of four, about to be five. No, no, I'm and... about to be four, about to be four. Oh, you're about to be a father of four at the age of 28, and your wife is only 20. I would kill myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I support relationships, like marriages like that. Mm-hmm. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, I get, I get that a lot. It's like, oh my gosh, how do you handle that stress? And it's like... No, seriously. One day at a time. Oh and it's it's just like you take, it's like, okay, yep, I know my kids drive me a little crazy, but. Well, at least you also, guys are managing. Well, like, yeah, the children, they're, they're kind of the spice of life. They're right. Kind of, they're, they're something where you can, you can pass on and you, you can instill in them some some values and how to be a decent human being and how to love and respect and be kind and how right. to value others mm-hmm. opinions and all of those things yeah. and yeah it's and the joy that children have part of it is because they just don't realize what's going on around them but part right. of it is just because they take joy in every small thing mm-hmm. and like my daughter she she runs up like we go to the grocery store today and she runs up and she shows me this little Hot Wheels and she's like, daddy, it's a car. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I wish I was that excited about a Hot Wheels. 
That's why they say children are so innocent. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. But um, going back and uh, kind of rewinding to a previous statement that you said, mm -hmm. um, regarding when it came to uh, adoption statistics mm -hmm. and like not being ready and not being financially prepared and like um, when it comes to adoption statistics, Mm -hmm. There are actually, in the United States, and this has been a constant statistic for the past few years, mm -hmm. there are on average about 1.5 to 2 million couples that are waiting and like trying to go through government processes and waiting until a child arrives to adopt a newborn. Mm. Like, I, I totally understand that there are a lot of children that are in the foster system, mm -hmm. and I wish that when it comes to adopting an older child, mm -hmm. the, I wish the process could be streamlined a bit and I wish the process would be cheaper. Right. Because right now the average cost, I think, to adopt a child in the United States and Canada is I think between 20 and $40,000. Mm -hmm. And I think that's obscene. Mm -hmm. Yep. There is no reason. Honestly. I feel like they should do a background check on the person. They should do a background check on the person. They should do um, a psych a psych evaluation mm -hmm. on them. Yep. And I feel like adoption should be free. That's how I feel. Well, like, I think they won't. Think they won't make be. adoptions free. No. Well, the reason that they can't make adoptions free is that unfortunately. Uh, in, in the United States and North America and around the world, at least in Western society, the lawyers control everything. <laughs> so lawyers' that's fees such, are the majority of adoption costs. And that's, that's an unfortunate reality. It is. It is an unfortunate reality, and I wish it wasn't so, and I wish that there would be legislation that would come down and be like, hey, like adoption, if we were to be encouraging people to adopt, if we were to be enc mm -hmm. encouraging, like, a reduction in this it should be at least affordable it should be much more affordable and it should take less than at minimum two years yeah because like it took me 30 seconds to give my kid up for adoption but it's taking people like years to actually adopt the damn kid like yeah not to call the kid a damn but you know just saying <laughs> no, like, no, no no what the hell <laughs> <laughs> no I totally, I totally get that so and of course when it comes to like you were you were saying about how it's like yes you you have this relationship with the kid mm -hmm. and then adoption would just be it would be heart wrenching because you'd be giving right. away something that you bonded to and then right. you kind of alluded to abortion is kind of well you just kind of get rid of it before there's any sort of emotional connection mm -hmm. and while of course it might be difficult to associate an emotional connection with with something that tiny, it's a tiny as a little bean. But <laughs> of course, whenever I think of abortion, even in early stages, like mm -hmm. I, I kind of relate an embryo and a fetus and all those things. That is to a toddler as a toddler is to an adult. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, they are developing. They don't have all of their extraneous bits and they don't have as complex firing neurons and things are not as well developed but as mm -hmm. as some might say the difference between a fetus and an adult is a difference in degree and not in kind 
if you can understand that parlance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I, I can understand why people would be freaked out about a kid. Like, my wife and I, we were, we were expecting, like, before we got married and we're like, okay, I had just been laid off and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And this is, it was all very mm-hmm. stressful. And mm-hmm. like, that was one thing about my wife and I is that before we started dating, we had a very long conversation about, okay, these are our shared values. These are our shared ideals. And if things do progress to a certain state, then this is what will inevitably happen. And my wife and I are, right. of course, both quite pro-life. I'm far more vocal about it than she is, because she's quite shy. But <laughs> I could, I could ask, honey, honey, you want to say hi? Want to say, just say hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry to hear. She's <laughs> <outside> the room. <laughs> she's waiting. <laughs> Kind of tense <laughs> because she can't hear you, but that's okay. <laughs> but that was one thing. Like we, we were both uncertain as to what our future was. We knew that we weren't fully prepared to be parents, and we're like, okay, so we can either like get the help from organizations and our family, or we can pursue the route of adoption. And we kind of talked it over, and we talked it over with her parents and my parents. And we eventually decided mm-hmm. to, of course, raise our child. And even though he can be a bit of a brat, we still love him. <laughs> and I think that's every kid. Oh yeah, of course. It's like, why didn't you go potty? Because I didn't want to. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that babies wake up crying is just unbelievable. <laughs> like you're just. Like, you woke up pissed off. Like, come on. <laughs> it's a new day. Be happy but... about it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, you're crying now. Wait till you have to start paying taxes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. No, wait till you have to start paying rent. Yes. Gosh. That's real adulting. <laughs> that is real adulting. Right. And as far as, like, the when you were talking about the, the connection and the relationship that people have, mm-hmm. like, of course, it kind of... It breaks my heart and it makes me so angry that so many men kind of tarry and soil the reputation of so many by their actions. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of those Mm -hmm. men who are just, who walk away from after they knock up a girl and be like, Hey, I don't want any responsibility with this. I just want to grab them by the collar and just smack them a good one. But (laughs) I'm just like, you coward, get over it and grow a sack. You little turd. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just like, I feel like I want to do that to every single guy who does that. And I know it's so many, so I'm going to be busy for the rest of my life. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. And it's like, I don't understand people who do things like mm-hmm. that. Because it's like, I feel like that's selfish. Oh, it is. In a way. Like, all right. So there's um, pro-lifers, I guess that's yep. what we call you. Yep. <laughs> so there's pro-lifers who you know feel some type of way about pro-choicers mm-hmm. but I feel some type of way about the whole pro-life situation yeah. because um, the people who make these laws are men Okay. and 
I would understand it more if it was women who made that law about making abortions illegal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's all men and probably one woman, one I mean one female, yeah. it, it bothers me because it's just like men cannot give birth. You guys cannot <laughs> carry a <Yep>. kid. <laughs> like you carry the sperm. Don't get me wrong, but. At the same time, you guys don't carry yeah. a child, so you guys will never know how it feels to carry a, a carry a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only experience it with your wife, but you won't know emotionally how she's feeling. She'll probably lash out by having mood swings or something or whatever <laughs> and craving. Oh, I know that. I know <laughs> but, that <part. laughs> but nobody no like unless you 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 get pregnant you'll never know so i feel like that's that's not fair yeah and like the i can i can understand of course why people why why individuals would make that and like of course pregnancy Mm -hmm. is something that almost exclusively affects women Mm -hmm. and but the thing that i see in in terms of involving laws (laughs) is that abortion because it involves it involves the woman and involves the unborn child and because it involves it is an issue of intrinsic human rights and because it is an issue of human mm-hmm. rights it is a human issue not so much a gender issue mm-hmm. like i for me personally because it is an issue of human rights i wouldn't really have an opinion either way if it was say decided by a court full of women, a court full of men. It, as long as they're the the right people for the role and they've deserved it through their own merit, then I'm totally fine right. with whoever is deciding it because it is primarily mm-hmm. a human rights issue. Like, yes, mm-hmm. whenever they make these decisions, they, they seek a counsel of experts like gynecologists and all of that. But when, if... And of course, we we both agree that abortion does kill an innocent human life. Then everyone, Mm -hmm. male and female, should be should be promoting the either the lowering of it or the removal of it from society. Like I, I get that we're saying that it's it's an issue that primarily affects women because Mm -hmm. women get pregnant. But abortion mm-hmm. is an issue and something that only affects the unborn. Well, there's people having abortions just to have. Oh, them. I know, I know. But then <laughs> I know that. But then, like, those are the type of people I'm not vouching for. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if I was, if but, I was, add one thing, like, one does not need, say, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say say I'm against the position of self sex trafficking because, of course, I am against sex trafficking. Okay. But one doesn't okay. need to be a young girl in order to take a position mm-hmm. against the sex trafficking of young girls. Is, that's true. And when does it need to be, a, of course, when does it need to be a woman to take a position against abortion? So that's that's kind of the stance well, I take about it. Like we are, as, as men, we're do. entitled to take a position on abortion. And I, I disagree with that. Okay. And that, that's fine. Like nothing personal, but I just I don't agree with that. I don't agree with yeah. um, 
men having a say so on that unless you're married like I said, yeah unless well there's married. actually to that point there's actually a line that of course abolitionist samuel may mm-hmm. once said to renowned mm-hmm. feminist susan b anthony that because she was single she had no business talking about the institution of marriage anthony pointed out that the same logic demanded that may should quit speaking about slavery because he had never been a slave so when we're talking about human hmm. rights, wait up, <laughs> hold up, because you just schooled me real quick. <laughs> like you, that that was really valid. <laughs> like I never, I never heard that before, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just taught me something new because I really, I didn't know. Wow, wow, that was kind of deep. Okay. All right. Touche. Touche. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm certainly I'm not here to like slam dunk you. I'm just here to have an honest conversation. No, no. <laughs> this is exactly, this is the type of stuff that, like, like I said, I wanted to see from people's different point of mm-hmm. views without using religion. Of course. Because, you know, that's the main thing that people, oh, God doesn't like that. But you can't bring up one sin and not bring up others. Yeah. Because there's more than just two sins. And the two <laughs> sins that they love bringing up <laughs> is abortions and homosexuality. Yeah. That's the two sins they love to bring mm-hmm. up. But no one brings up adultery. Yeah. No one brings up eating seafood, <laughs> which is a sin too. Um, gluttony, which people do mukbangs all the time. <laughs> no one brings these stuff, this stuff, greed. No one brings stuff like this up, yeah. you know? So that's why, like, you... You really taught me a lot because, you know, I was just, I'm like, sometimes I'm a one-sider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's like either I, I think it's right or it's not. But, yeah. you know. And of course, uh, one last point on that article. If men mm-hmm. are disqualified from the abortion issue, um, the when we're talking about, especially in the United States, in mm-hmm. The primary or the primal focus of abortion in the United States is, of course, the 1973 decision of Roe v. Wade. And Roe mm-hmm. v. Wade was only decided by men. Mm. So if we're saying that men can't have any say on abortion, then we're like, well, mm-hmm. these men had a say on abortion once. Do we say, okay, mm-hmm. it can't be decided until the court is entirely made up of women or until Congress is made up entirely of women? Mm. So I'm just saying that if if people are to take that position, they also have to accept the inevitable conclusion of that position. Well, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I changed I changed not my whole perspective yeah. on it, but some things, okay. I still feel like issue if it's gonna be men there, it has to be more women dominant. And if there's men there, it should have been like two or three men. But I still feel like, you know, men is just like, I don't know. I feel like it's a different situation. <laughs> but, but I'm judging by, of course, our limited inter- interaction, like mm-hmm. you, you seem like more of a classical liberal type style, if you can understand that parlance. I don't. Okay, so a classical <laughs> liberal, like they'll still have a lot of positions held by the, the political left, but because they, they kind of held the opinion that the, the open dialogue of ideas and the freedom to express those ideas and have the ability to mm-hmm. go back and forth is 
-hmm. is so important into our society and the ability to mm -hmm. discuss and be able to rationalize your position is more important than censorship. Oh, that's me. Yeah. So actually <laughs> one of my one of my co-hosts, he's he's kind of a classical liberal. He's he's a little more conservative in his leanings than you, but we still definitely mm -hmm. have opposition. And one of our one of our segments that we would do is we would have a weekly disagreement segment. Mm -hmm. We'd be like, okay, we'll pick this topic and then we'll just both go at it and we'll we'll discuss the various opinions. And that was one of my favorite parts of the segment was it was just That's open cool. discussion of ideals. And actually the first thing that my co-host and I did together was we went to a mm -hmm. pro-choice rally. And mm -hmm. we went to a pro-choice rally and we were kind of sitting in the corner and we sat there as the dissidents. We're like, we're not going to disrupt your rally. But if you want to come mm -hmm. to us, if you want to ask us questions, we are totally happy to answer them. Mm -hmm. And that's all we did. Now, unfortunately, we were, there was one of the organizers who tried to kick us out of a public square. And we were like, come on, we're just trying to have our discussions. <laughs> <laughs> but right. that, that kind of happened. So, like, but right. I'm kind of going on and on and on. No, it's okay. If, if you ever want to have a discussion, like you, you added me a message on Facebook, if you, mm -hmm. like, if you have another topic which you want to discuss, I'm totally happy to have that discussion. Oh, cool. Because this week, um, actually, I do my podcast either every Saturdays or Sundays, mm -hmm. but this topic right here was bothering me, so I definitely wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Mainly because I was in a group chat. My sister, she usually um, joins the, the podcast with me. Yeah. But she's working like a bum. So like she wasn't bum. able to be here. <laughs> she wasn't able to be here. So, because she definitely would have kept this debate definitely going because she's just like, she's the type of person that if she stands on something, she's going to stand on it. Me, I keep my mind open. Mm -hmm. So, if even if I stand on something, like, I have, like, if I really, 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 like, there's no changing my mind about something, I'm really going to stand on it. But certain situations like this, this is not something that I could be like, no, I, like, that's it. I stand on what I said. That's it. No, I keep myself open-minded mm -hmm. about stuff like this. Yep. But and that's, that's perfectly this reasonable. Saturday, <laughs> right, <laughs> this Saturday, I'm doing an Unpopular Opinions um, podcast, yep. and it's basically going to just be a whole bunch of random stuff, <laughs> like, a lot of, a lot of, I might lose a lot of people to, that's listening, because I have a lot of opinions on things, yep. and people don't take opinions lightly, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know. So if you want to join that, just let me know. It's gonna be like you. It's gonna be you, my sister, and my cousin, mm -hmm. and we just we can just free ball on yeah. there, you know. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll kind of again. <laughs> I'll talk to. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. I'll talk to my other co-hosts and see if see if they're available. Yeah, sure. Like, That's fine. They're they're um, also very, everybody <laughs> very opinionated, but they. That's they they love too, rational cause... dialogue, and their their primary focus is, of course, like even if we disagree, you want to keep it polite, keep it respectful, and make sure right, that everybody exactly. like that's that's how you're eventually. If you want to change someone's mind, mm -hmm. you're not going to do it by having kind of a shouting match by dunking them. 
you want to have a rational, right. sometimes even slightly emotional conversation where you appeal to both right. the the logic center, but also the emotional centers of their brain, and also, of course, pull on their heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> right. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can like, you can change somebody's how... mind with facts, but if you're going to change mm -hmm. how they behave and how they operate, then you have to change mm -hmm. their essentially their heart and how, right. how they feel about a subject. Right. I mean, I still feel like I'm a pro chaser. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> I, I don't expect to have one meeting. There are people who are, who are far more, I'm, I'm kind of a, what would I call myself? A, an educated amateur at pro-life reasoning. Okay. But, <laughs> But yeah, I, I try and keep myself able to do those conversations and mm -hmm. so that I can make sure that I'm conveying it in a way that's not yelling and screaming. <laughs> right, right. Um, when you join my podcast, we like we roast each other a lot. Not you me, oh, no, no. but like, me and my me and my sister and my cousin, we like to roast each other a lot. Like we really <laughs> like it might sound like we're arguing with each other or we're being disrespectful, but that's just like no, 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 no. that's like, how we talk. Yeah, I, <laughs> we're all I, disrespectful I, I to each other. I, I have a <laughs> I poke fun at all my friends and we it's I get it. I get it. We'll have that kind yeah. of relationship. Or it's just like yeah. when you when you have a good connection with someone, you can kind of go back and forth and have that ribbing, because it's kind of like, yeah. ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my sister, she says, "Oh, a lot of your opinions are stupid," but that's fine <laughs> because when I see her, I beat her up. So. Oh, <laughs> resorting to violence. <laughs> Typical New York shit. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for joining. So, thank you so much again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, and good night. Yeah, good night to you too.